You're listening to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Hobart in Tasmania, right across Australia. And each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events, learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, where we're here and where we're going, and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Tabitha Zachariah, and today we have Daniel Mateo in the studio with us. Um, Daniel will be presenting his 16th episode um, under the series of Drawing from the World. Welcome, Daniel. How are you today? Yeah, well, thank you, Tabitha. Nice to see you again. Yeah, I could hear Daniel coming in, and he was like, oh, I'm freezing, I'm freezing. <laughs> it's freezing today here in Hobart. It is really cold. Yeah, the winter seems to have snuck up very, very quickly and, uh, and bit us, hasn't it? Yeah, it's actually four degrees. Yeah, that is very, very cold. Mm. Oh, well, Daniel, um, you mentioned that you went, um, well, before you let us know what you were up to on the weekend, um, I just want to let our listeners know that this week will be the final week um, to do live programs. We'll, we'll, have, we'll be having a break, um, but we'll still play um, Thousand Counters. Um, Thousand Counters was, shows will still play, um, but this will be the last week um, to do the live programs for a few weeks, um, maybe about a month or so. Um, yeah, we'll just play recordings and then we'll resume our live programs um, after the break. So, um, Daniel, you mentioned that you went to um, Devonport for the weekend. Um, do you mind sharing with us what you did while you were there? Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, it was great. When on, on Saturday, we went up to uh, went up to Devonport and we uh, ran a youth event um, up there uh, for uh, at our Seventh Day Adventist Church there in Devonport. I invited a, a representative from Destiny uh, Rescue, which is a Christian charity that focuses on rescuing children and girls from uh, uh, from sexual slavery and sexual exploitation, and in, in particularly in the prostitution industry in different countries around the world. And so, this is an organisation that. Um, yeah, sends agents in to, to rescue girls from uh, that sort of pretty sad situation. Mm. So it was a it was a great event. Um, she talked to uh, some of our youth about uh, some of the issues around ch- um, human trafficking and sexual slavery and stuff. So it was uh, very confronting, but also very important. Mm. So it was a good conversation. Uh, but what's what was interesting, uh, I think, for our purposes here is that I met a couple of our listeners uh, mm. up there <laughs> and uh, had a good conversation with them. And um, just want to give a little shout out to Celine. And uh, she, yeah, it was really wonderful to meet her and her husband. I think it was her second time attending that church, and uh, and yeah, with their little baby, mm-hmm. uh, Malachi, I think. Yeah, that's right. And uh, yeah, so wonderful name for their little boy as well. Oh. And so yeah, Celine was a lovely lady, and it was good to good to chat to her and her husband. And yeah, so glad that they're listening. Oh. Yeah, thank you, Celine, for listening to us. And uh, I I really like it when people you know approach me or i think jason will feel the same and be like or even you and be like oh actually listen to you and you know you're great we don't get to know because unless like we have got interactions you know we don't know who is listening but it's good to know it's really encouraging um to know that uh, the people out there were listening to our shows that's right please text in because you know we don't know you know sometimes we sit here and chat to each other and we wonder <laughs> if there's anybody listening at all and um it's wonderful to to get some engagement and to know that uh, that you're appreciating what we're sharing yeah yeah we just wondered we are we making any impact <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's good to know. Um, so did you want to just give a brief, a brief recap of what you shared last week before we get into today's uh, program? 
Yeah, for sure. Well, last week uh, on Drawing from the Well, we looked at the Bible as financial planner, and we talked about some of the financial advice that's in the Scripture. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed talking about that. I think that's something that we don't think about and talk about very much as Christians. Um, sometimes when Christians talk about money, it's just about giving to church. But um, in actual fact, there's a lot of good advice in the Bible for ordering our, our personal finances so that we have the best shot possible. And, uh, yeah, it's not a matter of sin or, or you know, right or wrong necessarily, but it's just very wise advice. And so I enjoyed talking about that very much. Yeah, yeah. that was very interesting, actually. And if you missed, you can catch up through the Faith FM app. Um, you can just scroll through and uh, look for the Bible's financial planner um, episode. And I get to listen to that through the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website. And our show number is 488 Eight nine one, and uh, you can text us any questions, any feedback, any comments. Just even just say, "Oh, I'm listening to you guys." You know, <laughs> we're listening. It's good to know. It's good to hear from our listeners. Um, it's really warming, heartwarming, and uh, also please respond to our questions. We have listener questions like every program that we run, we, we, because we like to engage with our listeners, and it's really nice when we get interaction. And we've had Maggie. Maggie is one of our regular and active listeners. She said, I'm here, guys. I'm listening while cooking. Hi, Margie. Nice to be with you today. Nice to be with you. Um, I wonder if you're making some soup. I don't know if wherever you are is chilly, but yeah. Oh, it's Thank really you cold for down here in, in, in Hobart, so if you are making something warm, send it down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Thank you, Maggie. Um, so w- what are you talking about today, um, Hmm. Well, uh, this week we want to talk about the Bible as marriage counsellor. Now, all of us, uh, you know, have a desi- either are or have a desire to be often um, in some sort of romantic uh, relationship, and, and often that'll lead to uh, lead to marriage. And the Bible actually has a lot to say about um, good advice for uh, for being in, in a marriage relationship. So we're going to talk about that today. Yeah, hmm. Hmm. very like- interesting. Please, if you're married, if you're planning to get married, please join us. Don't miss this. This is going to be a great, great. Um, discussion. Would you like to pray for us as we start? Sure. Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. Um, we thank you that you are able to run this radio program. And we thank you for our listeners. And I pray that you may be with Daniel, even as he's going to um, speak your word, that you may speak through him. And even for us listeners, help us, Father, to may the Holy Spirit be with us, that we may interpret the message um, correctly. And may we be blessed by it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Well, um, I like to start every program with a story, and I'll tell you about how my wife and I met and got together. So, uh, I'd started come. I'd, I'd stopped going for ch- to church for a long time, but I started coming back slowly. And, and a girl from church uh, invited me along to a youth rally that was happening in our region in Townsville, and uh, so I went along to that. And at the same time, uh, a friend of mine from church had invited someone that uh, that she knew from uni. Uh, along to that same youth rally and uh, anyway so me and this girl we met each other and uh, I don't know we started texting as young people do and and uh, and one day I uh, I needed to use the internet and uh, in those days not everyone had an internet connection you know it was like I, I didn't have an internet connection myself I had to go to an internet cafe and you know I, I said oh, I've got to go and use the internet for this that and the other and and um this, uh, this girl was texting me saying, oh, look, don't worry about you know going into an internet cafe and paying for it. I'm a uni student. You can come and use my internet connection. And so I thought, okay. So I drove over there and I did what I had to do and you know used the internet. And then I went to leave and my car wouldn't start. 
and I couldn't go. <laughs> and I said, uh, oh, all right, well, I'd better call a tow truck. And she said, oh, it's okay. I know someone that's a tow truck driver. Wow. Know, my, my best friend's boyfriend's a tow truck driver. So she called him and took the car to the mechanic and they said, oh, look, you know, we've got a lot of jobs today, but we'll be able to get to it this afternoon. So I was kind of stuck. I said, oh, well, I'd better call a cab. And she's like, oh, it's all right, you know. So we hung around together all day. We sort of hung around at the beach there in um, Townsville and uh, spent the day together. And uh, at the end of the day, <laughs> um, I went into the mechanic and they said, you know what, I don't know, we don't know what's wrong with your car. We turned the key over and it started straight away. There was no, there's no problem, so I don't know what your problem was. <laughs> and I thought, oh, right, okay, no problem. But anyway, we, uh, we sort of started to, to get a bit closer after that. And, uh, yeah, so three months after we met, I proposed. Wow. Yeah, 12 months after after that, after I, I proposed and she accepted, we were married. And it was just about a year later that we had our first baby. It's been We've been married 16 and a bit years now. Mm. Yeah, so I did everything wrong. I have to say that. I did, I did everything wrong in terms of um, what, uh, what you should do in terms of, you know, before you get married and everything. Um, I, you know, it's very – I never, ever advise couples to get married th- or get engaged three months after they've met. You know, it's not enough time, you know, to really know somebody and, and for their true colours to come out. But – for some reason, God has has helped us out, <laughs> and He's helped us to have a happy marriage. I don't have anyone that's got. I don't know anyone that's got a better marriage than me. I'm really, I really praise God for that. Hmm. But, uh, but it, I don't always um, do what was uh, what was the right thing to do. But somehow God got us through, you know. And I remember the reason why I proposed so early is the first time we prayed together, and as we we're praying together, God said, "This is the one." Ooh. And God and I felt it very strongly in my heart. This is the one. Mm. And I said, well, if this is the one, I'm not waiting, you know. Yeah. And so even though I didn't always do the wise thing, I had an assurance that God was leading. Mm. So that was that was something that was helpful. And t- today as we talk about this, I would like to just start by saying all good relationships need to happen in the context of wider relationships. And my first point today is that we really need godly counsel when we're going into uh, when we're going to marriage. Would you like to read Proverbs 15:22 for us, please? Sure. Without counsel, plans go awry, but in the multitude of counselors, they are established. Mm. That's right. And so all of us need to um, be, you know, often when we're, when we're falling in love and we're feeling romantic, we don't want to listen to any, any advice from anyone, you know, but it's really a good idea to take on board advice from our parents, advice from uh, people that love us, our friends, our family, and to, and to use that to form an objective picture of, uh, of whether or not we're going to take a step forward in a particular relationship because sometimes our feelings can run away with us. Sometimes we can have what's called the rose-coloured glasses and that could cause us to make bad decisions. And so we really need to do the best we can to be objective. And one of the best things that a couple can do if they're, if they're choosing to move towards marriage is to have a, have a process of premarital counselling where they actually go to somebody, a professional, maybe their pastor or maybe their, you know, a professional counsellor and they spend some time having some conversations that help them to, um, to resolve some, some issues that may turn up. You know, I've, I've seen couples getting ready to be married and they haven't even had a conversation about children. They just assumed that if they loved each other that everything would work out. And they never had the conversation, you know, how many children are we going to have? And, uh, and well, oh, oh, we'll just, you know, you know, we'll take, let nature take its course. But then you go to find out, oh, well, he doesn't want children. 
at all, and mm. she wants ten. Well, that can't be reconciled. You know what I mean? No matter how much you, how much you love one another, you, that's a conversation you need to have before marriage, and it's great to have a professional that can facilitate that. So okay. yeah, that's our. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, yeah very interesting <laughs> indeed. Um, we're going to go to our first break, but we have a listener uh, for a question. Uh, a question for our listeners, sorry. Um, what is the most important piece of advice that you have learned about how to have a successful and happy marriage? Um, let us know on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Our first song is Kindness by Matt and Josie Minikas. Feelings have run strong When both of us are certain That the other one is wrong When we've deeply felt the difference As we stood to plead our cause Maybe we should call a ceasefire Take time to recall kindness, kindness. There is always room to show some kindness, kindness. There is always room for kindness There's no reconciliation for these Contradictory views They both might be mistaken But they both cannot be true But before we pull the trigger Or launch a new jihad Can we trust in something bigger Give this battle up to God Kindness Kindness There is always room To show Some kindness Kindness There is always Questions here are big ones High as heaven, deep as hell But until we walk together Or until we say farewell Kindness Kindness 
kindness There is always room To show some kindness Kindness There is always room That was Kindness by Matt and Josie Menikas. And um, I remember there was this time I asked a listener question and asked our, our listeners to share the best advice that they've ever received. And I remember Christina shared and said, um, be kind to one another. And that is the same case that applies in marriage. Be kind to one another. And uh, you're listening to Tazi Encounters with Daniel Mateo. And Daniel is presenting on um, this topic of the Bible as marriage counselor. And I we asked a listener question um, before the break. Um, and we'd like our listeners to let us know the most important piece of advice that someone has ever shared with you regarding having a successful and happy marriage. Um, let us know on 488 and um, yeah, Maggie has just let us know she's in Queensland. Um, it's a bit high altitude in Eidsvold, and it's not as cold as Tazi, and she is making breakfast. So, well, I hope you enjoy your breakfast, and um, you're lucky. Okay. <laughs> Our listeners in Queensland, you're very lucky to be uh, not to be in such cold weather. Oh, well, um, we have a free book or offer. It's called um, Heart Connection, and um, it's about Science Reveals the Secrets of True Intimacy, and it's by Nancy and Ron Brokey. I'll give you more information about that a bit later on. So, Daniel, in the previous section, you introduced um, today's topic, and you shared a beautiful story about how you met your wife, and thanks for sharing that, by the way. Um, I guess it's the kind of that you say everything happening um, like it was meant to be and everything was happening to bring you two together. You also mentioned that it's important to seek premarital counseling before getting married. Um, what else do you have for us in this section? Yeah, lovely. Well, we're going to um, talk about some things that if, if you are thinking about, about marriage or if you're already married and, and married and, and you want to strengthen your marriage, some subjects that it would be really good to go through with a, with a counsellor, whether it be a pastor or a counsellor, go through a process of negotiating in this area, these areas and, and getting on the same page. Because if you can get on the same page regarding the things we're going to talk about today, um, you will be able to curtail, curtail about 90% of the, the major obstacles that happen to, to couples in their relationships you know and uh, it doesn't mean you're never going to have any problems but uh, but you can if you can get on the same page of the, uh, on these issues you can you can figure out your way around most of the things that pull couples apart so the first one is uh, social educational and linguistic differences and would you like to read for me exodus 426 because we're going to find out here about the one time in his life that moses had serious marital issues can you read that yeah sure uh, and i'm reading all the scripture passages from niv 
So he let him go then he said you're a husband of blood because of the circumcision. Oh, she said, yeah, you're a husband of blood because of the circumcision. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Okay, so Moses uh, wanted to have, uh, have his son circumcised. Now that was a religious and cultural practice of Hebrew people and uh, and his he had married a Midianite and she was very unimpressed with this with this it wasn't part of her culture it wasn't part of her her practice and as a result she got quite upset about that and it was the cause of um stress in their marriage now they were able to negotiate that and make their way through it but that highlights something for us and that is that one of the things that it's good for us to get on the same page with when we is is any social or cultural or linguistic differences that might separate us uh, in in our marriage you know yeah. um, i'm i'm not um i don't think that there should be any sort of racial issue um uh, mm. you know in in marriages but there are cultural differences that need to be negotiated at times for some couples mm. and particularly as we're a very, you know we're a very multicultural kind of um, country increasingly mm. and you know if there's maybe somebody has a English as a second language or whatever and they, they there might be a struggle with communicating if people have different cultural expectations uh, for marriage or for roles in marriage those things need to be discussed and talked about and, and that's going to save a lot of problems that might arise yeah mm. 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 I know for a couple um one lady uh, the lady is African and the man is Australian and the lady wants to circumcise their son but um the Australian does not want so I don't know if they had that discussion like I don't know how they went about that because mm. they're not close friends but I know like those things do exist mm. um cultural differences for sure Okay, so that's that's something that needs to be discussed and, and it's good to have somebody that's objective that can help you to, to discuss those things and come to compromises. And it's important for us to figure out in ourselves like what is it that's that's negotiable and what is that isn't because we shouldn't have to give up anything that's like a core part of who we are but we may have to move on some things that, that aren't. And, uh, and if somebody's so different to us in so many different ways that we have to find ourselves giving up core parts of who we are then we have to ask ourselves, you know, is, is this really the right person for me? Yeah. So the next one is in money and financial matters. And um, last week, we, we read this one last week, actually, in Luke 14, 28. Um, Jesus said that nobody goes and builds a tower without first sitting down and um, and writing down and figuring out whether or not they got enough money to do so. And we, we applied that to the family budget. And that's true of marriage as well. You know, one of the biggest problems uh, that uh, that couples go through is money fights and money problems. And it might be because uh, they don't communicate well on the issue. It might be because, um, you know, one or the other of them isn't good with money or that they're not talking to each other or one of the other per- people in the relationship might be more controlling or, or, or more entitled. Whatever it is, you need to get on the same page. You need to figure out a plan, a biblical plan, uh, for ordering your family finances. And when you're both on the same page, you need to both honour that and to be consistent with your goals, you know. And if you can get yourself on the same page on that issue, then it's going to curtail a lot of the fights. If we if we could write down what are the top ten things that people fight about in marriage, I would say money would be number one. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Did, we get a, uh, did we get a message in now? Yes, we had, had um, interaction from Janie, and Janie said her husband... And she's been married with the husband for 31 years, and she thinks communication is very important. Um, learning how to be honest in a non-judgmental way and resolving conflict lovingly was something I had to learn, and it has served as well. 
communications is very very important thank you so much jenny for that wonderful sharing uh, beautiful jenny and that, that's so true mm. and uh, and i love what you've said there is that um non-judgmental you mentioned that mm. and also that it was something that you had to learn and i'll bet that it, well, it didn't come easy at the beginning of the relationship mm. i'll bet that it was something that was worked out maybe through a few arguments and there was intentional um sort of uh, debriefing after maybe you've had a little bit of a fight or a blowout and thought, well, what could I have done differently? You know, how can we solve this better in the future? The point is that marriage is hard work. Mm. You know, I, I hate the, the the whole Disney ending of the fairy tale, you know, and they all <laughs> lived happily ever after. They give uh, people wrong impressions. <laughs> that's right. You know, like I remember my favourite was movie, was, Disney movie was Robin Hood when I was a kid, you know, and, and the, the two foxes when they get in the carriage and they drive away and this is, and they all lived happily ever after. And it's like, that's it. No, no, that's just the beginning. And it's hard work from there. Mm. You think it was hard to get her down the aisle. You know, it's tough to, to make a life with her fellas. You know, it's, it's really hard work. And we have to be willing to have a look at ourselves. And communication's really important except in fact it was one of my points that i've got written down here mm. would you like to read for me philippians 2 2 is that all right sure philippians 2 2 fulfill my joy by being like-minded having the same love being of one accord of one mind that's right and <clears throat> being of one accord being of one mind does not come naturally it's something that we have to work towards and that we have to make a plan and come together and compromise and one of the pathways to that is through conflict resolution would you like to read Ephesians 4:26 for me as well please sure be angry and do not sin do not let the sun go down on your wrath mm, beautiful another translation says in your anger do not sin in other words that it's okay to be angry sometimes and, and sometimes the other person might tick us off a little bit but in that don't allow our behavior to uh, to become abusive and be Beyond that, it says a conflict resolution issue here. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. And that has served me and my wife very well. We don't, if we're in a, in a bad way in terms of our relationship with one another, we don't go to bed until we've sorted it out. We sit down and we talk and we, we nut it out and we figure out a way to get past it. If it needs one of the, means one of the other of us has to go for a walk or go for a drive and then come back. And then, uh, and then we need to talk. And we're not going to, we're not going to let ourselves go to bed because what happens is sometimes you go to bed, you forget about it, you get up and you continue the day, and then the next time you have a fight because it wasn't resolved, it all comes it back up. again. <laughs> and you drag it up and throw it at the other person. You did this, you did that. Unless you come together, figure it out, apologize. Both people have to apologize and forgive one another, and then move forward. Then, uh, then it's going to continue to cause problems. And these things can actually build up for people over a period of years and cause long-standing issues. So communication, listening, and conflict resolution, it might be important for us to learn some active listening skills also. Yeah. Hmm. Indeed. And uh, I read somewhere, because we'll be asking our listeners to let us know um, the, one of the important or the most important piece of advice that someone has shared with you about having a successful and happy marriage and i remember i saw this somewhere when you have a conflict just remember you're not it's not you against the other person it's you against the issue the conflict um and that, that just helps um solve it um our second song is lord i want to be like you by manuel Escasio. Climbs in my lap for a good night hug. He calls me dad and I call him bub. With his faded old pillow and a bare name pool, 
He snuggles up close and says, I want to be like you. I tuck him in bed and I kiss him goodnight, tripping over the toys as I turn out the lights. I whisper a prayer that someday you'll see. He's got a father in God cause he's seen Jesus in me. Lord, I want to be just like you, cause he wants to be just like me. I want to be a holy example for his innocent eyes to see. Help me be a living Bible, Lord, that my little boy can read. I want to be just like you. He wants to be like me Got to admit I've got so far to go Make so many mistakes And I'm sure that you know Sometimes it seems No matter how hard I try With all the pressures in life I just can't get it all right But I'm trying so hard to learn from the best To be patient and kind, filled with your tenderness Cause I know that he learned from the things that he sees And the Jesus he finds will be the Jesus in me Lord, I want to be just like you Cause he wants to be just like me I want to be a holy for his innocent eyes to see Help me be a living Bible, Lord That my little boy can read I want to be just like you Cause he wants to be like me Right now from where he stands I may see my but it's only cause I'm learning from the best father of them all Lord I wanna be just like you Cause he wants to be just like me I wanna be a holy example For his innocent eyes to see Help me be a living be just like you, cause he wants to be like me, I want to be just like you, cause he wants to be like me. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was Lord, I Want to Be Like You by Manuel Escagio. And um, yeah, just a song of a father asking God that he wants to be like him so that his son can be like 
his father like him <laughs> and you're listening to Tazi Encounters with Daniel Mateo and Daniel is talking about um, the Bible as a marriage counselor and just um, still encouraging our listeners to let us know um, share with us any advice or just any tip um, that you will share that has made your marriage work um, text us on 048-880-891 um, so in the previous section Daniel just shared a few points um, that people should consider before they get married um, and including um, how to communicate um, to solve problems and also agreeing on financial matters and what else do you have for us in this section? Yeah, no, great. Well, we're talking about things that would be really helpful for a couple, whether they're married or not, but they're, or they're thinking about marriage, uh, to, to negotiate and to talk about in a, in a premarital or a marital counselling process. Things that if they can get on the same page in these areas, that they can really have the best shot at, uh, at making it work. And, and a really big one is the... Uh, you know the S word, physical intimacy. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and that is something that couples fight about a lot, and it's very difficult. I mean, after all, we're we're two different individuals. You know, men and women are very very different in the mm. way that they think and and uh, the way that they um, they express their these needs are different mm-hmm. as well. Often, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, and to be honest, God designed us that way. Uh, because the you know the the the, uh, the concept of physical intimacy is something that's supposed to bring a couple together. There's all sorts of uh, hormones and things that are released that bond a couple together in love during that experience. But also um, they're different because uh, because you know these things have to be negotiated uh, between a couple, and it requires communication. It requires uh, qu- requires uh, submission. Um, in Ephesians five twenty one, it says, "Submit to one another," and and what that means is. If we've got different, uh, if we've got different uh, needs, then there might be different, uh, different ways that we're to submit to each other. For example, and this is part of the negotiation, is that te- now this isn't everyone, but very often, women have more emotional needs than men, and that's something that a man's got to submit and meet. You know, that's part of the marriage, the marriage uh, uh, sort of a contract that I'm going to be there for my wife. And what happens when I find that if I'm there emotionally, and um, and and that for my wife, that um, that those those other situations are going to naturally arise. You know, and so submission is not so much about forcing other people to do what we want them to do in the way that sometimes that it's been used, but it's about service and self-sacrifice and and showing love um, um, to the other person and. When we can be self-sacrificial, when we can be understanding of uh, of one another, then things can um, then things can tend to go a little better. In Hebrews thirteen four, it says, "Marriage is honourable and the bed undefiled." And some of us have some some pain and trauma attached to that area of our lives as well. And this is where understanding has to come in in marriage too. So many people are wounded and hurt um, in this particular area, and they may be able to um, to function in a relationship. Uh, prior to marriage, but once that uh, that is introduced, you know that uh, once marriage is introduced, there's a whole set of uh, new circumstances that arise when when people have um, have uh, issues uh, within themselves, um, emotional issues, and so forth. And this might require understanding from the other person, and might might rep- re- um, require a process of counselling and love and and talking, and uh, and more than anything else, self control. And that's uh, that's Peter's point in Second Peter one six that we have to bring self control into a marriage. It's not always about us. Us and our needs, and, and I'm speaking to men now. 
and sometimes it's about meeting the emotional uh, needs of, uh, of of our partner. So physical intimacy is a serious thing to, that, that couples need to talk about in order to uh, to make a marriage work. Yeah, They need to be able to negotiate and also to understand and to love the other one in a, in a self-sacrificial and an understanding way. Yeah, And our free book offer is about that, so make sure you listen mm-hmm. for the code so that you don't miss out. Yeah. Awesome. Well, our next point is uh, actually in... Um, the th- well, the next thing that, that couples need to talk about in order to uh, to make their marriage work is in the area of children. Child rearing and parental discipline, you know, these things can be a sticking point between couples. Increasingly, we've got couples marrying that also that have kids from previous relationships, and uh, that can be an issue, you know, as the new parent um, begins to parent the, the child from the previous relationship, there can be some... Um, uh, some you know uh, issues within the, within the parent of that child, seeing you know somebody that isn't their blood parent parenting or disciplining their child, you know that needs to be negotiated. There needs to be conversations around that. You know they need to. We need to figure out what we're going to do in terms of education and what we're going to do in terms of sport and all of these things need to be talked about. And it's a, it's a major source of, of struggle. But the most important thing is to be on the same page because children have a great way of um, dividing and conquering when it comes to their parents and uh, and to overcoming uh, by appealing to one side or the other. In Hebrews twelve eleven, um, the the author of Hebrews compares. The author of Hebrews compares the discipline of a parent to the discipline of God and says the reason why our parents discipline us is because is because they love us and the reason why God disciplines us is because he loves us at times and he wants to bring us to himself. And so that's an discipline is an important boundary to have in place and it needs to be agreed on beforehand um, between the between the two parents. But on top of that in Colossians 3:21 the author Paul makes it clear don't go too far with discipline. You know, don't um, don't exasperate uh, or provoke your children unless they become discouraged. There's this idea that discipline can go too far, uh, where it actually is an emotional wound um, to the children, and so that you know we need to be careful of striking that balance, and that happens uh, from, through discussion with one another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, a next big um, source of conflict <laughs> between between couples is in their boundaries or their relationships with their in-laws. Now, would mm. you be able to read for me, please, Genesis chapter 2, verse 24? Sure. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Mm. That's right. So you can see there that a man shall leave his father and mother. And, you know, I mean, depending on people's situation, it doesn't always mean a physical removal. Sometimes couples choose to continue to live uh, with their with their parents or, or whatever. Um, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. But at least emotionally, there needs to be a sense of leaving the, the, leaving the family and forming a new unit. And one of the problems sometimes that happens within marriages is that they haven't properly left father and mother. Mm. There's still too much involvement. Now, it's important to take on board the counsel of father and mother, but there's times when father and mother try to continue to be a parent uh, in the relationship and they get in the way of the relationship. And this is a problem. And um, one of the one of the boundaries that we have to develop early on in a marriage is to say, well, wait a minute, minute mum, you've got the right to advise me, but you can't say that about my wife. You know, that's not right. And, uh, and to put up that boundary and have those hard conversations. And often, mum and dad don't like to hear that sort no. of thing, right? <laughs> they know you better and they know what is best for you. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes they think they do and they don't at times. And, mm. you know, and it's both. So part of, part of forming a new relationship is to come together and to form a new family. And that can be difficult. And, uh, and sometimes these in-laws and outlaws um, need to understand where it is that they need to step back. 
that there are areas that they need to step back and let people be adults and and live their lives as well. Mm. You know, and sometimes it's important for couples to take on board the advice that they uh, that they get from their parents also. But knowing where those boundaries are, it can be a difficult thing. There's so many um, relationships that fall apart because one or the other of the couples can't let go of of, of a overly involved. Um, in law somewhere. So mm-hmm. that's something that needs to be negotiated, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, the next thing that we might talk about is in the area of um, rebuse. Now, in, can you please read for me First Peter 3, 7? Sure. First Peter chapter 3, verse 7, it says, mm-hmm. it's a word to husbands. Husbands mm-hmm. likewise dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as the weaker vessel and as being heirs, together of the grace of life that your prayers may not be hindered. That's right. Now there's that that is an allusion to domestic violence. When it when the when God is speaking there through Peter to the husband and says give honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, it's talking about the fact that we're not to be violent. Mm. We're not ever to take that step. And uh, and he says actually says that that your prayers be not hindered that mm. there's there's actually a sense in which God is on on an abused wife's side, you know, in uh, in that situation, and that uh, that we want to make sure that we're not setting ourselves up against God, that this is not part of God's will for this for abuse to happen. Um, later on, in um, or elsewhere, in Mark chapter nine, verse forty-two, Jesus actually also condemns child abuse as well. And, uh, and so we need to make a decision in our hearts, particularly as men, because this is often, you know, I know that um, everybody, you know, abuse happens everywhere, but particularly for men, we need to think about the fact that we're never, ever going to do that. We're going to ask God to give us, a, give us the, the grace to, to never enter into abusive um, relationships, that we're not going to do that. We're not going to tolerate, and also for, for those that, um, that might be victims of it, that we're not going to tolerate that that we're going to withdraw ourselves if necessary um, when abuse takes place, whether to ourselves or to our children, that um, particularly women tend to tend to more often be the victim. They're mm. going to make a decision to withdraw themselves and keep themselves safe. Yeah. Mm. Very interesting. I'm still asking our listeners, let us know what is the most important piece of advice that you have learned about having a successful and happy marriage. Let us know on 488 um, our free book of uh, it's called Heart Connection and um, Science Reveals the Secrets of True Intimacy. And this is by Nancy and Ron Rocky. Um, cell phones, iPods and texting just aren't cutting. Just aren't cutting it. And we live in the age where people are desperately, I'm desperate to find intimate connection. What we need is intimacy in and that is into me see. Human moments when hearts connect, creating the splendor that couples wish for. But how do we get there? And this book explains why we feel and act the way we do, and practical principles and um, theories that can transform your relationships from messy and mundane to ones that are worldly, alive, and beating with human passion and God's vibrant love, the kind of sacrificial love that makes dreams come true. I'll give you the code um, to claim that free book offer after the break, but for now, let's listen to this beautiful song, Sweet Hour of Prayer by Marion Plight Peppers. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care and bids me at 
by Marion Blood Peppers and you're listening to Tuz Encounters with Daniel Mateo and uh, before the break I promised to give you the code to claim our free book offer which is called Heart Connection it's by Nancy and Ron Rocky um, the code is DRAW16 D-R-A-W-1-6 don't put any space in between just text DRAW16 um, to 0488-880-891 and we'll be able to send the book to you. We only have three copies to give away, so we'll give um, three copies to the first three people to text in. And if you have any more people texting in, we can refer to them how to purchase the book. So um, this, I believe this is our final section um, for today's program. And Daniel has shared very important points to consider before getting married, including communications, conflicts, resolutions, respecting one another, submitting to one another, and just so much important information. Um, how would you like to finish off? What else do you have to share with us, Daniel, before we finish off? Well, as we're having going through a process of, I guess, um, you know, counselling or discussing uh, different issues uh, that uh, that we may face in marriage, either before or if we if we are married, we we need to honestly consider any obstacles that we might have to marital success. I, you know, Jeremiah uh, chapter seventeen, verse nine to ten, it talks about how the fact that the the heart is actually deceitful and and nobody knows it, and so often we we do our thing where we let our heart be our guide when it comes to romantic relationships. And I think that feelings are important, but it's important to, to maintain also intellectual objectivity. We, we can't just let our feelings be our guide as it pertains to relationships because we might not choose how we feel, <clears throat> but we can choose what we do. And there's so many people that, that have said to me after, you know, having all sorts of unhappy things happen to them, well, you know, you just, you can't choose who you fall in love with. That's true. You, you can't fall, choose who you feel emotionally attached to. That, that That's something that sort of happens. There's, um, you know, chemical things that work there and so forth. But you can choose who you marry. And, uh, and if you've got too many red lights going on uh, before you enter into that situation, if there's just, you know, there's, there's things that just can't be reconciled or sorted out or you have to compromise too much of who you are and what you believe in order to, um, to make this work, you know, that it, there might be, it might be a, a, a clue that perhaps this isn't the person that, that God has for us, you know. So we need to really honestly consider any obstacles to marital success um, and, and think of that honestly. And one of the biggest ones that separates people is 
is is religious and spiritual faith and practices. And uh, can you read for me, please, Psalm 127, verse 1? Sure. Psalm 127, verse 1. Oh. Um, it says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Oh. And look... I'm not saying that it's impossible for, um, for for people to make it work that have different belief systems. And, and there's there been many marriages that have been successful. But um, the point is that uh, faith, religion, the relationship with God is such a massive part of, uh, of who believers are that it can be a source of some pretty major problems um, if it's not held in common um, in a relationship. And if... You know, if, if you can get on the same page in this area, if you can get to the point where you're walking alongside somebody and you're heading in the same direction, because it's got so much to like, like people often when they're in love before they get married, they think, oh, it's no big deal. You know, I'm this and he's that. But, you know, we'll make it work. But they don't realize how much their faith plays into every little area of their life, how it plays into diet, you know, how it plays into, you know, education of kids, how it plays into, you know, all these different areas of life. And, and all of these things will become sticking points and conflicts in the relationship and sources of unhappiness as time goes on and as the decades roll by. So if we can get on the same page in these areas, or if it's impossible to get on the same page, to at least figure out a way to negotiate in, a, in such a way as to be understanding and supportive of the other person's uh, belief system. And, uh, and that can be very difficult. If we believe something very firmly, whether, like, let's say there was an atheist person that firmly belie- that believes there is no God and all of religion is stupid, and yet another person that's a very strong believer. Now, it's not impossible for them to make a marriage work, but it's very difficult in a bunch of ways, and they have to figure out a way to communicate in a way uh, that, and that is um, that is supportive of the other person's belief system and doesn't force them to to change or to um, or to compromise who they are, and that's really hard. So I would counsel people to to get on the same page as as it um, as it pertains to that in order to make things work, and to you know to pray fervently when they can be on the same page as as it pertains to faith is to pray fervently for guidance. Can you read James chapter one verse five for me, please? Sure, James chapter one verse five. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will give unto him. Yeah, and it can be a hard thing, you know, when we're in love with somebody and we want to marry them. To, to kind of pray, God, is this really your will for my life? Because I know that you want what's best for me. And if God comes with an answer that that is, you know, yes, or if there's, you know, there seems to be some clear no's, to be really honest, honest with, and be willing to, um, uh, you know, to, to make the decisions that we know are right. So today we've we've looked at a bunch of different things um, that uh, we believe God advises for us for marriage. I mean, we talked about the idea of godly counsel you know within and and not not just premarital counseling but also seeking godly advice um, within a marriage as well from um, from others that might be more experienced talked about the fact that we need to negotiate through any um, social or educational or cultural or linguistic differences talk about money and financial matters physical intimacy communication and conflict resolution um, children and child rearing uh, boundaries within laws and uh, re- spiritual and religious faith and practices. We talked about all of that. But if we can get on the same page on these areas, we can have a really excellent foundation from which to begin our union. And if there's too many things on this list we're unable to come to any kind of compromise on, it's, it's worth really seriously thinking about whether or not we're really compatible because they might seem inconsequential, but they will become deal breakers when tough times come. There's no guarantees in life, but it's always smart to hedge our bets and, and, and to 
lay down as strong a foundation as possible. In Matthew chapter 7, 24, it says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man that built his house on a rock. And we want to be ensure that, that as we build out the house of our lives together, that it be built on the most solid foundation possible. Yeah. Mm, wow, very, very beautiful sharing there. Thank you so much, um, Tanil. And I really hope our listeners have been blessed with your message and uh, will put all the uh, advice that you've shared with us into practice. And um, just um, to let our listeners know, um, this week will be the final week where we'll have live programs before. It's not totally the final, (laughs) but like before we... Um, the break. We're going to take a break from next week from doing live programs, but we'll still be broadcasting. So please keep listening. Um, and so we will not share any topic for next um, program until we resume. Uh, but please stay with us. Um, tomorrow we have uh, David Maxwell and Jason, and uh, David will be talking about an eternity to hope for. Very, very beautiful um, message that um, David has prepared. So please make sure you tune in tomorrow. And our free book offer is Heart Connection, and it's by Nancy and Rocky, Ron Rocky. Um, the code to claim it is uh, DRAW16, text starts to 048-0891. We only have one copy left. Uh, we've had two claims, so um, the next person to text in will get the, um, the book. And um, I mentioned on Monday that this could be my final week uh, of um, doing live program. Uh, and in case it is, um, thank you so much. I'm really grateful for this opportunity. Um, this has been an interesting learning, and I've learned a lot about God, um, interacted with the listeners. I thank you all, and I, I hope you... I, I wish you all the best and may God bless you. Have a lovely day and we are going out with this song Love One Another by Carly Fletcher. you